0: Sitting in that courtroom, I mean, just we were telling that story before about Damien turning his head and the wrong headline that's put in. You know, just what, what, what was? Did you think you guys were? It was terrifying. Well, tell me what was terrifying.
1: The whole thing. You know, I was just scared to even yawn when I needed to yawn. I just like just hold myself as still I still as I could be, because any innocent movement can be changed into something sinister. With just a few words under a picture, like um, Damon, during his you know stay in the jail, they wouldn't cut his hair, so his hair got long. Of course, his lawyers, when when we started trial, wanted his hair cut, and Burnett wouldn't allow a barber to cut his hair. You know, he told um, Val Price, if you want his hair cut, you can cut it itself. And Val like, I don't know how to cut no hair, and well, you need to learn or whatever, you know, and um. So Val cut his hair. He was like, here, comb it and look in a mirror, and didn't anybody have a mirror you know, on hand? So they got one of those mirrors that you check up under the benches for whatever. you know. So he's looking at it, combing his hair, and media come in. Somebody took a photo of it. And everybody's saying negative things about it. Like, he just doesn't care about anything that's going on. Interesting.
0: Um- did you think you were gonna get convicted
1: while the trials were unfolding, or did, did they... I thought I was... I think I was naive, you know? I thought that perhaps a juror um, tasked with the enormous responsibility like that would take it seriously and look at the evidence as it was presented and weigh it accurately. Lo and behold, I just didn't know that there wasn't any amount of saving in the world for us in that trial. Do
0: you, what do you think ultimately is the reason you were convicted? I mean, people ask me that, you know, and I have my theories, but I'm just curious, you know, how did you get, you know?
1: It's hard to just say one thing. It's just like a, um, March of circumstances, you know our dress, our choice in clothes, music, um, the fact that you know we come from the poorest neighborhoods in the poorest city in the state, and possibly I don't know if this is a fact or not, but possibly in the whole country, it may have been, you know and you have something horrible like this, and they just want to put it on somebody. We were defenseless.
0: What kept you going during the trial, you know? Uh, Or did you, were just hoping people would take you? I mean, you know, did you feel helpless or did you? (laughs) Yeah,
1: I felt helpless. I mean, my lawyer was telling me don't even speak to anybody, you know? Don't say anything to the media if they ask you questions, you know, because you're walking in and out of court and they're like, Jason, did you do it? Damien, did you do it? And you can't even say, no, I didn't do it. No, I'm innocent. Because you trust your attorney. You know he's doing his best for you. And so you take that counsel and you heed it.
0: And once you, what was it like when that judge, because You know, it's very compelling footage in the film where when Burnett says, uh, pronounces your sentence and asks you if you have anything to say, you said, but I'm innocent. Remember that moment? I
1: remember.
0: Can you tell me about that moment? You know, what, what the judge said, what you said, and how you felt at that moment?
1: I was hoping that he would take pause and look at it, look at me for real. Really, I was hoping he'd say, you know what? I think they got it wrong. But he didn't take pause at all. He just, it was like real flippantly. Like, he couldn't even believe I would even have the audacity to say something like that. But when the judge, you know, asked me if I had anything to say about, you know, when they found us guilty, and I told him, you know, but I'm innocent. And he just... Didn't even take a pause to think about it. Didn't even consider what I had to say. He just quickly and flippantly, but the jury found different, you know? It was the one chance I, the one opportunity I was given to say something. And he just, it's like it was crap. I don't
0: know if you remember in the Paradise Lost, but I'm sure you remember in real life that moment where you guys are being, you know, wrapped in chains and let out after that verdict? I mean, what was what was going on in your mind at that point? I mean, I just can't imagine being you. I mean, we, we all cried as you guys left.
1: After they read the verdict, I knew they were sending me to prison forever. My first thought was, how is my mom going to handle this? How are my brothers going to make it? Because before all this, my mom, she was in a relationship with my stepfather and it was very abusive, you know, and it was an on and off again relationship a lot of times. Well, she went from being an abused housewife to buying a typewriter, teaching herself to type, getting GED books, earning her GED. We owned our trailer, she owned the car, my grandmother left us those. And there was like this family plan, you know. She got this truck, trucking job at CTI here in Memphis. She wasn't a trucker, but she was a um, data entry clerk. you know. And after she worked there for a certain amount of time, the family would get dental, medical insurance, things like that. And the whole plan was, once that got going well, I mean, it hadn't even been a year yet, once that got going well, we could move back into a house again and rent the trailer out. But when this happened, when I was arrested, before the verdicts, it was like, they knocked the chair out of it for my mom, you know? She had to be going to court and stuff. She had to protect my brothers. They were harassed, people were throwing rocks at the house and stuff all the time in the trailers. My brother Terry was nine, Matt was 14. People would say bad things to him in school, they'd get into fights, they'd get expelled, you know? They still don't have an education. Terry was nine. Matt was 14. Neither one of them. My mom suffered nervous breakdowns where she'd get institutionalized, you know, and Matt and Terry would basically just be left to fend for themselves. You know, my stepdad would come back, back and forth. It was just too much for her during the trials. And my thought was, what's going to happen? What's going to happen?
0: Angry, depressed. Uh, I mean, I can, like, I'm sure all those things. And those words, like, hardly even probably can measure up to, to what. I mean, like, I, if I was in your situation, I don't know if I could have lasted 18 years. You know, yeah, just, you could have. I don't think I could have. I mean, when you were driving off to prison, think, you know, what was the overriding emotion? I mean, do you remember?
1: The overriding emotion was sorrow that this could happen. I just couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe that people could be the way they were, so hateful and mean and just unreasonable. I just couldn't figure it out. I never could figure it out.